Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. And uh, it's Friday morning. Normally, Friday morning, we continue with our Monday through Friday Limud, which is currently Shemayda Prakim. But uh, last night, we did not have Chomish and Shalnsha. We had a beautiful uh, Kail event over here instead, the uh, Prim Katan event. So this morning, we're going we're gonna to dedicate this morning's um, discussion time, circle time, circle time over here to Parshas Tzaveh, but uh, I think it does tie in, maybe it would be appropriate for us to, for us to tie it in with, with Inyana Diyayma, last night's event, and today's day is Purim Katan today, Purim Katan, Yodalit Adarishon, and it is Erev Parshas Tzaveh, so it would be appropriate and behoove us to try to find a way to maybe link these together, and I don't think we have to try to find a way, I think Parshas Tzaveh and Purim Kadan actually connect themselves up on their own naturally in a very interesting and surprising way. Let's start with a few questions, Ha'ara's observations over here. So Tetzaveh, Erev Parshas Tetzaveh, we know Tetzaveh is unique from all the Parshas, well-known idea, from all the Parshas from Shemais and An, where we have the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu, Tetzaveh is the only one where we do not have any mention of Moshe Rabbeinu's name. <clears throat> a well-known idea. Tetzaveh, Moshe's name is missing. It starts off... <clears throat> With the revelation of addressing Moshe, but Hashem says, <coughs> "Excuse me, Vata, Vata, Tzavas Bnei Israel, Vata, you, who's that? That's Moshe." Doesn't say Vayidabra Shalom Moshe, Vata Tzavas. There's nowhere in the entire Tzavas any mention of Moshe's name. And the Parshias, the, the break in the Parshias, you know, lest we think, well, okay, that's true. There's no Moshe here, but that's a little bit of a contrived question because, as you know, we could have rearranged the Parshias, could have made them differently. Like that's just how the Chumash broke up the Parshias. No, the break down the Parshias, the original Parshias goes back to times of the Gemara, ready. This is the Messiah that we have had to break up the Parshias. They had a, a cycle of Parshias to finish them on a yearly basis, just like we do now. And the Parshias were broken down. Um, I'll pee the Chazal based on a, a, a Messiah that we have that goes all the way back to Talmudic times. So Tetzava is not an arrangement that's a, more of a modern-day contrivance. No, but Tetzava is there's a Messiah that there's something called Parshas Tetzava. And Haloi Dabrahu, as it has been pointed out and noted, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is missing from Tetzaveh. Um, moving sideways from that, so Tetzaveh is something to do with Moshe. There's, there's a little bit of Moshe in the air going into Tetzaveh, if not in the fact that Moshe is missing from Tetzaveh. Moshe is missing over here. Moving sideways, the Moshe factors a little bit into Purim in general, the concept of Purim, um, today being Purim Katan, and Moshe factors into into um, Purim in the famous Gemara in Meseches Megillah, where when Haman was Hippel Pur, Hu Agairol, if Nei Haman, Miyoyim, Liyoyim, Mechadish, Lechadish, Nei Mosru, Chadish, Adar. So Haman made a Pur, and he made these lotteries, he made lots. What, what's going to be the right month to exterminate the Jews? And it came out in the month of Adar. The Gemara says that Haman was very excited about that. Haman said, this is the right month, this is no auspicious month to destroy the Jews. Their mazel is low right now, is, is, uh, is on the uh, down, is on the, you know, the down right now, decline. So this is the month that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. Haman, I know that, I know my history. Moshe Rabbeinu was nifter on Zayn Adar. And Gemara says that he was answered from Shemayim with, uh, with, with, with a mocking response. The mocking response that he got back was, you know, Haman was... Missed the boat. You know, yes, Maish Rabbeinu was nipped in this month, but Maish Rabbeinu was also noilad in this month. He was born in this month. 
So it's not an inauspicious time, it's an auspicious time. It's a month of good mazel for Kla Yisrael, not bad mazel for Kla Yisrael. The question is, what's the vikuach here between Moshe, between Haman and the Baskal? Moshe is Petira's in this month, it's bad. If he was born in this month, it's good. And, and Haman didn't know that. Haman didn't know, you know, if he knew the, enough history to know that the, the Moshe was Nifter, he didn't know that Moshe was Neilad. It's, it's hard to hear that, right? It's hard to hear that one event he knows about, one event he doesn't know about, he, he knows that Moshe was born. He doesn't know, he knows that Moshe was Nifter, he doesn't know that Moshe was born. Hard to hear such a thing that he was unaware of that. So rather, it seems much more reasonable that the Haman knew both, and yet he felt that if Moshe was Nifter, that's the overriding, um, that's the overriding koive uh, that establishes the theme, the nature of the month. And the Basco answers him, no, but he was Neulet. So what, what's, what's this vikuach? What's this debate? This, this, uh, no. What? Tetzave, yeah. This is the parsha that Moshe is not is missing. Moshe is not Moshe is not here in this parsha Tetzave. And so we're now talking about also that Haman, you know, says Purim Haman was was very happy that the poor came out in the month of Adar because Moshe was Nifter, but Moshe was also Neilat. So what, what's this debate? What's this discussion between Haman and and the Baskol between Haman and Shemaim? Is it a good month for Yidden? Is it a bad month for Yidden? Time of good mazel, bad mazel. Moshe being Nifter, Moshe being Neilat. What's this debate all about? It's mysterious, right? What's this Nakudas Hamachlekes? The point of contention. It's the Machlekes between Haman and Shemaim over here. Is it inauspicious or auspicious? The Leda and the Petira. Something's obviously up over there. And and um, finally, maybe another question let's throw into the Chalant pad over here. Um, there's a debate in Halacha about uh, Purim Katan. Again, in Yonah Diyoyma, getting a little bit more into the Kishkas of. of Today, the 14th of Adar Rishon, um, we mentioned this a little bit in the beginning of the week in the Sunday morning breakfast and learn program that there's a machlekes Rishonim as to whether or not there's a an Indian is there is it a um, is there a concept of being happy today of having something extra to eat something extra to drink does the concept exist does it not exist is there an idea of having extra simcha on Purim Katan not having extra simcha on Purim Katan What's that machlekes about? What, what's that? What's 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 up with that machlekes? Um, you know, is Adar Purim Katan the 14th of Adarishon? Is it a happy time? Is it not a happy time? What, what's the behind the scenes of that? So the Ramah does tell us that although halachically we, we're not convinced that that um, that we have an obligation to Make a you know mishnah v'simcha today, but nevertheless one should try to accommodate those opinions. One should go out of the way really to 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 have something extra to eat and drink today. Have you know shtick flesh, have a good cup of wine, or a nice cup of wine, or a nice mixer from our mixer that was by our open bar last night. It was very nice. So we were definitely mekayim the mitzvah lemahajin last night. We had a geshmak shalms. We had a nice bar, nice music, nice purim spirit and atmosphere. Um, but again, so what's going on in the behind the scenes over there? Is this a special time? Is it not a special time? Is it a happy time? Is it not a happy time? So let's try to put all this together. I'm trying to figure out what, what's going on behind the scenes in Moshe's name being omitted from Parshat Tetzaveh, in the debate between Haman and the heavens. Is it a good month? Is it a bad month? And what's with, with um, Adarishon altogether? What's with the 14th of Adarishon? What's with with um, with Purim Katan. So let's start maybe with a middle question. Let's start over there. Haman felt this is 
the right month, he can take the Jews down now in the month of Adar because Moshe Rabbeinu was nifter then. And he's answered from Shemaim that we don't realize that, that, that Moshe was born then. So it's, it's the Yidin, the Yidin are, are sky high, they're soaring, they're untouchables. They're untouchable, and they are the untouchables. They're, they're flying high, you can't, you can't touch them because, because, because Moshe was born during this month. What's the Machlaikas about? What's the Nukudas HaMachlaikas about? What are they arguing about? What's the debate about? Before we get to that, it's clear that the, the outline of this debate is what's the, the nature of the month of Adar? It seems that the month of Adar has a mazel. And every month does have a mazel. And the Machlaikas between Haman and Shemaim is what's the mazel of Adar vis-a-vis the Yidin? Is it a month of good mazel or bad mazel? We know there's different months with different mazalas, each month has its mazal, and there are months that the mazal is of that month is bad mazal for Klai, so it's bad, it's bad mazal. The month of Av, we know, right? Arye, is, is, that's the, that's the word, the Gemara says, Mishra Nichnas, Av, Mamaitim Besimcha. Someone, a Yid has a court case, avoided all costs going to court during the month of Av, time of bad mazal. Not supposed to have surgery during the month of Av if you can avoid, not supposed to move into a new apartment, at least during the first nine days of Av. Time bad mazel. You don't want to. We don't get married during the nine days, right? Not just because of simcha, but because it's an inauspicious time. It's an inauspicious time. You're not supposed to get married in because time of bad mazel. You don't want to start off something with bad mazel. This farm tells us that uh, after the ninth of Av, the mazel changes. Certainly after Tuba Av, the mazel changes. But um, the beginning of the month of Av, it's time of bad mazel for Klai Yisrael. Um, Adar, each month has a mazel, and the machlekes between Haman and Shemaim is, is it a time of bad mazel or good mazel? That's the outline of this machlekes. Haman feels that this is bad mazel for Klaisrol, and and um, in Shemaim they disagree, they say no, it's actually a time of, of good mazel, it's the best mazel, this is the best mazel for us. And the machlekes is being hinged on, is, do we look at Moshe's Petira or Moshe's Leida? Moshe's Petir and Moshe's Leda. Haman is saying that since Moshe was taken away, he was taken away, it's a time of bad mazel. The response is that no, Moshe was brought to this world, it's a time of good mazel. Each one agrees to the other side of the coin over here. In Shemaim, they concede that Moshe was also Nifter now during this month, and Haman has to concede that Moshe was also born over here. So as we ask, so what is this Machlaikas? Is we look at Moshe's death, we look at Moshe's birth. So there it's like this. It, the Machlaikas in Haman and Shemaim is not so much do we look at his death or do we look at his birth, because it's not Machlaikas. Everyone agrees, that he was born and he was Nifter in the same month. So how can there be a Machlaikas? You look at one, this one, you look at that one, they both happened. The Machlaikas is, when we have both events in the same month, how do you look at the combination of those two factors that Moshe was born now and Moshe was Nifter now? When we have both of them side by side, on the same day, in the same month, how do we look at the combination of having Moshe's Leda and his Petira, his birth and his death, as a Stalkus in the same month, as being taken away from us and being presented to us? This is really the Machlechus. And the way Haman looks at it is as follows. Haman says, look, at the end of the day, ultimately, Moshe was taken away. Moshe's effect. Moshe's avek. Moshe's taken away from us. That means one thing. Yes, he came, but he came very temporarily. He came down to this world for a very short, brief, fleeting 120 years. 
So for 120 years we had we had Epis, we had a connection to Moshe, we had a Kesha with him, but ultimately but he was gone. You know? Hashem Nosan Vashem Lokach, he was put into this world, he was taken away from this world. So the Iker over here, and what we look at is the end result, the end result is what Moshe was taken away, if he was taken away, then we've lost a connection to Moshe. This month represents a, a month of loss. A month of loss. He was here temporarily. He was here for a very brief time. And then he was gone, and once he's gone, he's gone for good. He's gone for good. The way Haman looks at Adar is, of course, Moshe was born now. Haman wasn't an imbecile. He wasn't a shaita. He was evil. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't dumb, right? He knows Moshe was born now also, but Haman says, look, ultimately, we look at this as a month of loss. It's a month of losing something. Moshe was here as he was born. He was only here for a very brief time. Then he was taken away. We lost Moshe. Kleisel lost Moshe, it's a time of bad muscle. Moshe was Moshe Rabbeinu, Teiras Moshe, Moshe, our leader, Moshe, like, come Yisrael, Navi, Oidk, Moshe, we never, Moshe was irreplaceable, and he was, he was lost, he was lost from Kleisel during this month. Therefore, it's a time of bad muscle, therefore it says, Nassam, I can, I can take the Yidin down. Shemaim, they say, no, it's Fakir, it's the other way around, the other way around. Yes, Moshe is Avek, yes, Moshe was taken away, he was taken away from us in this month, and he's, 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 you know, he was only here for 120 years, and he's been gone much longer than he was here for. But you're looking at things the, the wrong way around. The Iker is the Leda, not the Petira. Why? Because Moshe had to be Nifter. Moshe had to be taken away. Moshe had to go. Why? Because Klai Yisrael, Klai Yisrael is destined to forever be one rung short of Moshe. There's no way we can be like Moshe. There's no way we can ever achieve what Moshe achieved. We can match what Moshe matched. There's no way we can ever bring ourselves up to the same level of Kedusha, Tahara, Torah, Yediyah, clarity, and, and Kenyanim of Moshe. We can't. As, as the Pasuk itself testifies, to like come Yisrael Oid Navi Kamesha, no one ever arose like Moshe, no one ever, ever will arise like Moshe. It's a timeless Pasuk. No Navi is ever going to achieve equal Moshe. No leader is ever going to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's known even when Moshe is alive. And that's what Moshe's Petir represents, the fact that Moshe is forever just beyond our reach. He's forever one rung above us. And that's known even when Moshe is born, even when Moshe comes into this world. It's known that we're never going to be able to reach Moshe. Kleist is destined to always be just beneath Moshe. The, 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 the highest leader that we're ever going to have that's not Moshe, the, 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 the most um, prophetic prophet, the most the rabbinic rabbi, is never going to be Moshe Rabbeinu. And Kleist is, 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 is destined for that, and, and that, that, that this is part of defining Kleist vis-a-vis Moshe Rabbeinu. That's it, there's nothing to do about it. And that's what Moshe's Petira means. This Petira is that we're never going to reach and attain what Moshe attained. However, the fact that he was born means even though we can never reach what Moshe reached, we can never achieve what he achieved, we can never reach his rung on the ladder, but we can have our own growth, we can have our own kinyan, and we can have our own breakthroughs, our own success through a connection to Moshe. We can have a connection to Moshe. And we're all capable of having a connection to Moshe, of having growth and development and an aliyah through Moshe, even though we can never reach Moshe, we can have a connection to Moshe. And that's Moshe's leida. That's what the idea of Moshe being born is. Moshe is born, Moshe is brought to this world. He's here for 120 full, solid, 
longer yarn, action-packed years, and that represents the fact that we do have a connection to him. We can never get to where he got. We can never achieve what he achieved. We can never reach his station there, in the in the uh, you know the ladder of Kleiso. That's his patira, correct? And we know that. And Kleiso is never gonna, you know, very very briefly before the Cheda Egel, we were maybe, you know, reached a level of where we were before the the, the Egel. But even then, even then, it looked like we were on the same level of Maisha. We really weren't really mamish on the same level of Maisha. Very briefly, temporarily, it looked like that before, in between Ma'an Torah. And the Chedegel, but Lamaisa, Lamaisa, Klayusrol never really got there, and and, and and won't get there, and can't get there, and, and and that's known. That's part of the hierarchy of Klayusrol. That's part of how Klayusrol is built Lichatchila. That we have a, our supreme leader, our ultimate manager, our ultimate madrich, our ultimate rabbeinu. That's Moshe is always going to be necessarily one level above us, and Klayusrol is never going to get there. And that's known. That's part of how Klai Yisrael structured Lechatchila. But at the at the same time, we all have an ability to have a connection with Maisha, a kesher with Maisha, to be miskasher with Maisha, and to be raised in each of us in our own way because of that connection with Maisha. And that's Maisha Rabbeinu's leida. And this is what the response is back to Haman from Shemaim. Shaita, we tell Haman, you don't get it. You're looking at his petira as 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 being the Kaivea and then that makes it a month of bad mazel. No, Maisha is always destined to be gone from us, always destined to leave us because Klai can't get to where Maisha is. And there was never the point. We weren't, we weren't supposed to try to get to where Maisha is. We can't get to where Maisha is. But Maisha is here for the Leida. Maisha is here for us to have a connection to Maisha, to have a hiskashos with Maisha, and that's what allows each and every one of us to achieve our own greatness, the fact that we have a connection. So this is the time of the best mazel for Klai because this is the time, Adar, Adar is the time that allows us each and every one of us to have a connection to Tairas Maisha, Zichru Tairas Maisha, the concluding prophecy that Klai Yisrael ever heard, the last Pasuk in Sefer Malachi, who was the last prophet, the last Navi that spoke to Klai Yisrael, Zichru Tairas Maisha Avdi. Remember the Tairas Maisha, and that's being said to all Klai Yisrael. We all have connections to Tairas Maisha. We can never be Maisha. We can never get to the level of Maisha. We can't. It's impossible. But we can all be Zichru Tairas Maisha. We can all have a connection with Tairas Maisha, and that gives us, each and every one of us, the unbelievable priceless opportunity for Hatzlacha, for growth, for greatness, each one of us in our own way. And Adar's the best mazel. Adar's the best mazel. This is what gives us a connection to Maisha. Now, this is the Vikuach between Maisha and, I'm sorry, between Haman and Shemai. Parsha Tzitzava is the one Parsha where Maisha Rabbeinu's name is taken out. Vosapis doesn't seem to be very good timing, right? In Adar, An Purim Katan. This is the month of what we think is the good mazel, what we're told is good mazel for us. This is when Maisha Rabbeinu's name is Avek. Maisha's name is missing from Tetzava. Why is taken out of Tetzava? So I say everything links together beautifully. Mamish beautifully. Why is Maisha Rabbeinu's name missing altogether? Why does it have to be a partial where his name is missing? You'll pay attention tomorrow. Well, 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 Maisha get the well and Adam. Yeah, but his name is not mentioned. What did he ask? Mention No, in this week's parsha, Tzavah. He's addressed. Ata, you. You'll see. Pay attention tomorrow when they read the Torah. See if you can find. I'll give you five hundred dollars for every mention of the word Moshe. In this week's parsha. In this week's parsha. Yeah, Vaata. It starts off saying Vaata, you. Oh, okay. You, we're talking to Moshe, but his name is not there. His name is not there. I hope not. Anyway, so, uh, so, um, 
Why is the name missing? It seems like a bad thing, and it seems like bad timing. You know, Erev Shabbos, Purim Kadan is Erev Shabbos Tavan. Tomorrow is is Shushan Purim Kadan, which is also if it would be during the week, we wouldn't say Tachanun. Tomorrow afternoon, we don't say Sidkascha in Shul, right? Because you wouldn't be saying Tachanun when not Sayach. It's Purim Kadan, Shushan Purim Kadan, Purim Kadan and Mukafin, and that's Mamish Antetzava where we take Meishar Bain's name out. Sounds like we're going with Haman. Not not uh, not the uh, Shemaim. We're going with Haman, not the Rebbeim Shemaim. We're taking Moshe's name out. It's a bad thing. It should make us nervous. This Rabbi say no. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Why is Moshe's name missing from the Torah? This is a medrash that says that uh, the reason why Moshe's name is missing is actually connected to what what we were just talking about the Cheda Egel. Moshe told the Rebbeim Shemaim, "You have to forgive Klai Yisrael." Hashem wanted to slaughter all the Yidden. Moshe said, "You have to forgive them." And if if you're not going to give them a chila, take me out of the say, I don't want my name associated with your Torah. I don't want to be a part of this if you're not going to forgive Klaiso. So Hashem did forgive Klaiso, but we're told by Chazal that once Moshe said, this, take me out of your safer, so we have to have a, the word of a tzaddik, the words of a tzaddik have to be fulfilled, even if they were conditional. That's how powerful the words of a tzaddik are. So we had to find one way, a way for. Fulfilling these words of Moshe, take my name out of your safer, and we fulfilled that in one parsha because a parsha can be like its own safer, and we take Moshe's name out of Tetzav. Okay, that's nice. That's nice, Chazal. But again, what's the depth behind that? Why Tetzav? The Chet Egel, take the name out, leave the name in. What, 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 what's what's the uh, the idea that you have to fulfill, we have to fulfill this, and and we're going to fulfill it specifically in parsha Tetzav for all parshas, right? I don't know, take Moshe's name out of out of out of Kure. Out of out of Masay, out of Parshas Vayelech. Why 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 Tetzave, and why is it being connected? The fact that that uh, Moshe was 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 having discussion with Hashem regarding the Chet Egel. So the 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 over here says a beautiful idea that the Chet Egel represents what we were just talking about earlier. Klaisol descending a rung, and Klaisol necessarily forever now. Being one notch below Moshe and never being able to achieve Moshe, but the Chet Egel really just reinforced that this is, you know, we're going to expand on the Svasemis's words. Okay, this is what I'm saying now is based on an, a, a, an idea of the Svasemis. We're going to be expanding on it a little bit, building off of it, and and, and um, elaborating on it. Kleiser was destined to, to uh, be one rung below Moshe, and the Chet Egel kind of was the Makkah of Patish. That's where that was sealed in. That was locked in. That okay, you guys aren't Moshe. It's clear you guys aren't Moshe, but. Ultimately, that was part of Hashem's divine plan, is that there has to be a hierarchy. There's a Moshe, like Yisrael Navi Oitke Moshe. He's our leader, and he brings down the Torah. He's one level above us. We're forever just one level below him. The Chet Egel represents that being locked in. When the Klaisol sins with the Egel, that locks this in that, yes, we're not Moshe. Moshe is the only one that was not involved with the Egel. He was still up on Harsinai. Klaisol is involved with the Egel. Klaisol is now locked in the being one level below Moshe. And being that we're one level below Moshe, now we have this this struggle, this conflict. On the one hand, we want to gain from Moshe. On the one hand, we want to be miskasher with Moshe. We want to have a chibur connection and attachment to Moshe, gain, grow, and 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 achieve greatness, just like Moshe. On the other hand, on the other hand, we're necessarily one step removed from Moshe. We have. Slip down the the, the, the the ladder. We're rung, one rung below Moshe. We're never going to be able to be who Moshe is. We're never going to be able to get there. So how do we how do we balance this? How do we balance this conflict of wanting to have growth and greatness 
and guidance through Moshe, but, but forever consigned to being just below Moshe. So this is the idea, A, of taking Moshe Rabbeinu's name out of the Torah, to make this clear that we're forever going to be just below Moshe. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's name missing. But at the same time, that doesn't have anything to do with our ability to achieve greatness in our own way. Because Moshe Rabbeinu's name is taken out in Parshas Tetzavah. What's Tetzavah? Tetzavah is the Parsha of the Kohanim. The Parsha of the Kohanim. Tetzavah belongs to the Kohanim. Tetzavah is all about the Big Day Kahuna, how they dressed, how they, they were expected to appear in the Beis HaMikdash, in the, in the Mishkan. It's about anointing the Kohanim. It's about activating the Kohanim. And the Kohanim, Aaron, and his sons are there to be that bridge. They bridge that gap. They bridge that gap for us. And they're the ones that are there in place to bridge the gap between Kla Yisrael and Moshe Rabbeinu. And to make it clear that although we can never really achieve the greatness of Moshe, we can never achieve the station that Moshe achieved, we can nevertheless have a connection to Moshe. And we do have an active connection to Moshe. And that is what the Kaihanim show us. The Kaihanim show us that we can be present in this world, we can be very active down here in this world, and we can show up in this world like the Kaihanim show up. They're visible, they're apparent, they're here, very much in this world. But they're only here via the Torah that Moshe brings down because of that connection, that Chibur they have to Moshe. The Kaihanim's connection, the Kaihanim's activity down here being very much a part of this world down here, which we're locked into from because of, of what the Cheda Ego locked us into, um, they're there as well, the Kaihanim, and yet they achieve the highest of heights in, 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 in uh, their Avoida, in their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Kayin Gadol is the only one that goes into the Kaddish HaKadoshim once a year. Even Moshe was not told to go in there. Moshe gets his Nebuah everywhere and anywhere, but he wasn't told to go into the Kaddish HaKadoshim, only the Kaihanim are. And this is why, again, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is taken out from the sixth parasha. It's really a, a, a two-edged sword over here. And it's a two-sided coin, which is showing us two things at the same time. A, yes, Moshe Rabbeinu's name has to be taken out as a result of the Cheda Egel, because we're forever going to be one step behind Moshe. We can never catch up to Moshe. So his name has to be taken out. And that is locked in by the Cheda Egel. At the same time, it's taken out in the parish of the Kayanim to show us that we're all like the Kayanim, in that our approach is that of the Kayanim's approach, our connection is that of the Kayanim's connection, that we can be after life after the Cheda in life after the Chet, there is life after the Chet, there's still Kedusha after the Chet Egel. There still is connectivity after the Chet Egel. In the same way the Kaihanim, being down here, are able to achieve greatness. They're able to achieve L'Shem L'Sifares, L'Chavar L'Sifares, splendor and beauty and glory. They can go into the Kaisha Kadashim, And that is from the Chet Egel and onward, even though the Kaihanim again also consigns to being that rung beneath Maisha, this is our approach as well. Our approach is the approach of the Kayhanim. We're all guided and, 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 and led and given that model of the Kayhanim. That what? Indeed, we're never going to be able to get to where Maisha is. Maisha's name is missing, but we can all achieve L'chavr um, L'sifaris. Beauty, splendor, and glory in our Avedah. So we all do have a connection to Maisha. We have a connection to Maisha. So Maisha's name missing doesn't mean, doesn't mean we lost a connection. It means the opposite, actually. It means that that 
all that we're taking out is Moshe's name itself. I can't be Moshe. I can't be Moshe. There's only one Moshe. So we have to take Moshe's name out of the Sefer Torah somewhere. But I can achieve a greatness via Moshe. I can still have a connection to Moshe, even though I'm down here on, on this planet, working in a physical base on Mikdash, and Moshe's up there, I can still achieve greatness through that, his kashas to Moshe. This is why Moshe's name is taken out. So it's not a bad thing. It's, it's actually for us, again, it's a very empowering thing that, yes, we're consigned from the Chayda Egel and onwards to be down here. We can never reach Moshe, but only Moshe's name, Moshe's neshama, Moshe's shayrish, that, that, Moshe's atzmius, who Moshe was, that we can't reach, but Moshe's legacy, having a connection to Moshe, which gives us empowerment and activates us to achieve our greatness that we still can have, and that's the model of the Kayhanim. And that's exactly what the response to Haman was, right? Yes, Moshe was Nifter, but my, uh, Haman, you're looking at the wrong way. You're looking at his, so we've lost Moshe. We've lost Moshe. We have no connection to Moshe. It's the other way around. Moshe was always destined to be lost from us, to be unattainable, unachievable, but Moshe's legacy is firmly within our grasp, and Moshe's, Moshe's um, Torah, and what Moshe brought down is there for us to grab onto, for, to allow us to achieve greatness, and that's the Leda of Moshe, and that's there for the grabbing, and for us to have a hiskashos, a chibur to Moshe, which allows each and every one of us to get to our own personal greatness, that is firmly there, that's Moshe's Leda. Moshe is a part of us, Moshe is a part of Kala Yisrael. It's a good month. And that brings us back, so that's the connection between between uh, Purim in general and Parshas Tetzaveh, and that brings us right back to Purim Katan. We said that Purim Katan, we should be celebrating today, we shouldn't be celebrating today. Adar Rishon is something to celebrate or not. So I both said, the Nukudas HaMachleks in between the Rishon really is, how do you look at the month of Adar itself? Is the month of Adar, what's the mazel of Adar? Is the mazel of Adar Shani spill over into Adar Rishon? Is it like it's its own month? It, it, it's it's an extra month on the calendar. And, as we mentioned the last few weeks in the Sunday Morning Breakfast and Learn program, the two ideas are very much inextricably linked. If you say that there is a reason to celebrate Purim Katan, which the Ramah recommends accommodating all the opinions, then you're saying the month of Adarishon has shares the same mazel as Adar Shani. In the same way Adar Shani is a month of happiness, is a month itself, the month itself is a month that is, is auspicious for Klaisol. The month is a month that was transformed the month itself was transformed Adarishon perhaps shares the same mazel if Adarishon shares the same mazel then Ruchnius wise it's a, it's, a, it's a happiness time of happiness we're in a zone of Simcha zone of good mazel and, and the 14th of this month is, is the highlight is, is the zenith the zenith of the good mazel of, and, and the happiness spiritually of the month of Adarishon, and certainly there's a reason to celebrate because to be simcha, to be besimcha, to to have something extra to eat and drink because the month itself is is, is a good month, is a geshmaka month, is a month of of, of simcha, is a month of good mazel for Kla Yisrael. The two ideas go hand in hand. In other words, the same way the month of Adar Sheni is a good month for Kla Yisrael, that's when Moshe Rabbeinu was noilat, as we said, that's our connection to all of our achievements, all of our atzlacha, is through the mazel of Adar Sheni, which is the month that Moshe was presented to us. So if you say that Adar has the same mazel, so that means there's a reason to be happy during the entire month of Adar as well, to be Marvim Simcha, and have a concentrated Simcha on the 14th of Adar And this is what the Ramah is telling us to do, to accommodate those opinions, and 
Rabbi Yaakov Emden says that the mazel of Adarishan is the same exact mazel of Adarshani. He says that's why mazel of Adar in general is dogim. Mazel dogim, two fish, not dog, not mazel dog, not fish, but fishes, fishies, fishies. Dogim, because it represents the plurality, the duality, the doubling of the mazel, that sometimes we have two Adars, and when there's two Adars, it's a doubling of the mazel, the mazel doubles, and there's a mazel Adarshani, and it's Funkta Zelber, it's the exact same mazel in Adarishan. This is what we are observing today, and this is what we're being happy about today, and what we're happy about in general for the whole Adarishan is that we're tapping into the same mazel as Adarshani, and there's a concentrated form of that mazel today on the 14th of Purim, that's what we're celebrating, and that mazel again is the mazel that Moshe Rabbeinu brings down, the Zichru Toyras Moshe, the mazel that, although Moshe was taken away, but he was always going to be taken away, but not that he was taken away, though, he was brought down to us, he was Noilad, and even though Moshe is forever out of our reach, in terms of his own nisham, in terms of what he could do, but he is within our reach in terms of that we can connect him, we can attach ourselves to him. And that's, that's the simple that we're feeling today, that's the simple that makes us impervious to the machinations, to the scheming and plotting of Haman, that makes us untouchable. And that's the, the lesson of Purim Katan, something mamish for us to pack it today. Um, each and every one of us, Rabbi Yisai, yes, we're never going to be Maisha, but we can be ourselves. We can achieve Hatzlacha, greatness, breakthroughs, through the fact that we have a connection to Tairas Maisha, we make Birchas HaTair in the morning, and we, we, we hear those words ringing and resounding still, Zichru Tairas Maisha. We all have an ability to have a personal connection to Taira, to achieve personal greatness, and we should be Zaycha to Simcha today, to Simcha for the rest of Adarishan, to Simcha and Adarshani, and the Simcha should be Moisif Ha'ilach, Agansi Freilach. We should have Taiv Leiv Mishta Tamid, of course, we should have. Simcha and happiness and celebrations for the entire, um, the entire, the entire existence of ourselves and Klal Yisrael and and uh, to breakthroughs and greatness each and every one of us through that connection to the Simcha of being connected to Tairas Moshe. Okay, and a good Shabbos, everyone.